You're listening to Tarazi Tuesdays with the Bible is Literature. Hi, this is Father Mark Bulos, and you are listening to Tarazi Tuesdays with the Bible as Literature podcast. This week, Father Paul explains how the practice of honoring all mothers or all fathers, as we do on national holidays, undermines the biblical admonition that each person, even if they happen to be parents, is under pressure by Scripture to honor specifically the father and mother from whom they originate. I am delighted to introduce Father Paul on the Bible as Literature podcast, Tarazi Tuesdays. Let's move on to verse 12, where you have, Honor your father and mother. Very important. You begin with the elders before going to your equals into you shall not kill, you shall not commit adhikter, you shall not steal, and so on. But guess what? I bet you without seeing his face, uh, Richard Benton, because I'm looking at my text, I can see his face, but I can imagine he's smiling internally because the word in Hebrew, kabed. Glorify, make heavy, which is the same word that is used in conjunction with your glorifying God. So, how is that? Because without the elders, you are not. Forget about Plato who taught you that you existed eternally and in your previous life you must have been an ass but because you behaved nicely you were remunerated by coming back now into existence as a human being and you were shot as a dart which is the soul into the womb of your mother and then she just bore you and you came about through her And that's the basis of the attitude of the teens towards their parents, especially their mothers. They think that they came through their mother. No. Your mother brought you. Say it in English. I was born. with an E at the end, in Arabic, wulittu, which is the, and also in Hebrew, which is the passive of walad, walada. So they are your originators, the way God in the Bible is your originator. But in the Bible, God decided already in Genesis 1, that he would be your originator through a male and a female. So don't make it an easy task on your children to go back 
to my stress on teaching 6 to 10, the 6 to 10 will get it immediately. The teens and the young adults, if you take a lifetime, you will not be able to channel this to them. Thus glorify, make heavy. And heaviness, you have another word in English, which is gravity, which is from Latin, to be grave. For instance, a grave sin, which means a heavy sin. Let's get it, friends. And notice the second part that is usually eliminated by almost everybody except Paul Tarazi and his like. So that your days may be long in the land which the Lord God gives you. Fantastic. Meaning, so that your life would not be cut down and you cut off. And teach it very early like that, not honor your father and mother. And then you go on for 20 minutes about what honoring is all about. To give them a gift on Mother's Day and Father's Day. No, it's much more serious than that. Because the disrespect of the elder is the disrespect of God. And you have it way into the New Testament. Whoever honors the one who is sent by someone is honoring that someone. And whoever belittles that person, which is the opposite of glorify, then he is belittling the originator. So technically, remember my previous example about Eve conceived with the Lord. And in this sense, you are a gift even to your father and mother from God. And this is what the parents have to realize. But please don't mention you this to your parents. You are under the boot of your parents. But this you may mention to friends of yours that are parents and you notice that they are extra harsh with their children meaning that they are behaving as though they are gods you tap them on the shoulder and you remind them of what they are and remind them where they came from themselves that is what i would like people to hear them preach from the pulpit So the stress on the your, the text does not say honor fathers and mothers as we hear on the TV on Mother's Day. All mothers. There are no all mothers. For you and me, each one of the two has one mother. Your mother is not mine unless you are my sibling. So let's be serious. Let's be serious for heaven's sake. is high time. And then you have a series of behaving 
towards the neighbor. Do not kill, do not commit adultery, do not steal, do not bear false witness against your neighbor here again, the other person, which includes in the following word, 17, you shall not covet your neighbor's house, which is the entire household as a Roman household, notice, neighbor's wife, his manservant, his maidservant, notice, male and female, his ox, his ass, or anything that is your neighbor's. Phenomenal. But, you know, in all our theology and sermons, do not covet your neighbor's wife. So if you covet his servants, or his donkey, or his, it's okay. No, it's not okay. Anything that is part of the life of this neighbor. Which brings me to say that ultimately, the real test of the Decalogue is how you behave towards the other. Because this text is not asking you to behave towards God. He doesn't need you to behave towards him. He doesn't need your silly sacrifices. I dare you to teach your parishioners. Come as you were on Saturday evening after you played basketball and without showering to the Sunday morning service so that you could feel it in their bones that the word of God is cleansing you and not your washing machine and your shower. I dare you to preach that. Don't ask me if I did it because most of you know that I did it. I make fun of that specially Slavic teaching, but it's also everywhere where the children come putting their hands like a cross on their chest and standing in line piously coming for communion. If you're so perfect, you don't need to take communion. Even Platonic Orthodox point out this to the people that when you are granted communion is also for the forgiveness of your sins. That's why many Orthodox do not teach against the sacrament of confession, but say, and Shmemen did that, you know, don't push it too much and so on. There you go. But before you receive Christ, as having been sacrificed to you, you receive his word. And this is the story of the Gospels. You don't have Jesus coming down as in old theology. He was incarnate to take our flesh and even more than that, to die for us. That is not the four Gospels. The larger number of chapters is about Jesus's teaching for which he had to pay the price 
because the texts make it clear that people killed him. He paid the price for his teaching. So that would be the importance of what is referred to as the ten words, the ten statements, the decalogue, very powerful, the neighbor and the inclusion of whatever makes the life of the neighbor, his family, his animals, and so on, and property, and so on, obvious. Notice, or anything that is your neighbor's. I think I did well, but my judges are Mark and Richard. Not that I'm worried about that. I know that I did very well. Okay, I'm at your service. Make sure to keep this on the podcast. The Bible as Literature is a production of the Ephesus School Network.